Yo, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Boys in the Barrio. Today we got a special guest in our studio, and it's been a pleasure to be able to kick it with him today. I've interviewed him a few times. We always meant to get together, but I've never had him on my podcast, so now I'm excited to have him because we're going to kick it, conversate. I enjoy talking to him. It is my pleasure to welcome Oscar, representing Houston Metal Racket. Heavy metal racket. What's Heavy good? metal racket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing because last time, I, last time on the on the donkey show, I fucked up and I said, <laughs> "It's all good, man. It's all good." Man, you, they you know, they you, told me a new one for that one, bro. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good though. It's fun. It's been real fun. You can always count on Betty to butt or something. No, nah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, nah, yeah. that day I literally fucked up though. Like I I felt embarrassed because I was like, "Fuck, people are gonna listen to this shit and be like, this motherfucker don't know shit." <laughs> But anyway, she got fired, so who gives a fuck? Remember when he said uh, Roseanne's name wrong? He said uh, Roseanne. Yeah, yeah. So it fucking sucked, dude. But anyways, uh, actually, we got my cousin Kevin here, too. Um, it's been a while since he's been able to join us on the podcast. How you doing, Kevin? Good, good, good. Salutations. Hello. What did you say? Salutations. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, Oscar, thank you for joining us, bro. I really appreciate it. I know uh, it's been a long time coming that I've been telling you I'm going to get you on my podcast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've had you on other, on the Bud Dial one, too. So I always right. feel like, I feel like I already have a good understanding of who yeah. you are and stuff like that. But probably the boys in the body audience don't. So I'm going to ask you some questions, you know, just so people could get to know you and stuff. And then... Sure. Uh, we're going to conversate, man. Let's do so, it. Let's do it. Yeah, man. so tell the people a little bit about who you are, man, what you do, and all that good stuff. All right, so basically, I'm just me, man. Uh, Heavy Metal Racket started in uh, 2011. Uh, basically, just a fusion of the shit that I like and where I come from. Uh, born and raised Houston, Texas. Not imported. Uh, hopefully, never deported. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, so... Came up, and pops was always my, my my pops is a product of the '80s hair metal man. So your your poison, your 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 uh, your kiss, your you know glam metal. Your Bon Jovi was his favorite. Excuse me. So around the house, it was always something like that playing. And he also got into some metal. You know your Metallicas, your Dio's, uh, Megadeth, things like that. Uh, mom was more into pop music, you know. I'm born and raised in the South Side of Houston, Texas. Shout out to the whole Southeast. Uh, so, you know, I came up on Screw. I came up on uh, the Dead End Alliance. I came up on, you know, H Town hip hop and hip hop in general. Uh, I guess I don't know what it was. Uh, my dad, my dad, my dad really used to like taking us over there to Soundwave. So that got me sparked on really looking for music you know what i'm saying my mom used to like buying it y'all remember the fucking cassette singles yeah so there's a song on the radio i like she's like buying a single but i like buying the albums and my dad used to like buying albums like, yeah. i guess my dad really, really liked music like that so uh essentially man heavy metal racket came up as a way to combine styles and cultures uh because i'm i'm from both and i see the dope side of both cultures you know what i mean yeah and it was a way for me to just, ex I mean, I kind of always lived that. You know, it was a way to just put it out and, and, and in a creative way and, and rock what I've been rocking with. You know what I mean? Show, show, show the world and, and most importantly, in my opinion, putting it on for H-Town. And yeah, you really it. are heavy on Houston, man. So I'll give you that. You've always oh, repped it to the fullest. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so you. you're really good at that. And you're really good at 
um, making sure some way somehow your product represents Houston. So I'll give you that, man. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's that's the goal, man. You know, I got a little bit of flack uh, for that in the beginning from those closest to me. Uh, I didn't I didn't set out to make it a Houston brand. I set out to make it a, a brand in general uh, to gain a broader audience, I guess. But uh, man. You can walk into Old Navy and buy a fucking shirt that says Brooklyn on it. You know what I mean? Or or New York. Which is just crazy, right? Which is crazy. And you'll see dudes walking around down here with, with this shit on. Yeah. And that just made me think like, or if you like, you take the big shit, the 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 big brands like uh, urban brands like Sean John back in the day when he would make his his T-shirts, they would say New York, Miami, L.A. You know the big cities. We're a big fucking city, you know what I'm saying? And we influence the world, yeah. you know what I mean? Our culture, our screw culture, shout out to screw, Screwed Up Click, shout out to Switch House on the North Side. Our culture influences the fucking world. So as I progressed and as I, I, I you know, was, was really doing it and, and was really pushing it and it was gaining some waves, it just dawned on me that I shouldn't shy away from what the fuck I come from because that's what the brand is about. Yeah, it's about, yeah, yeah. you know, expressing where I'm from and that's a crucial element in it it is, is where i'm from you know what i mean so i started just letting it loose and every time that i would put something out it was kind of like a all right heavy metal aspect rap hip-hop aspect and houston aspect and, and putting it out there I, I mean something from what i fuck with you know what i mean because uh, i even got some flips that they got have to do with, with comics you know what i mean yeah. i was heavy in the comics as a kid so yeah, man, it's 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 hopefully hopefully the the city's taking notice, man. It's it's been what, fun. Why do y'all think the city? Why do you think it has been like that? To where the city hasn't got that much recognition when it comes to things like that. Like, for example, when you go to a store and you don't see a shirt that says Houston on it, instead you have something that says Brooklyn or New York or something like that. Cause I don't think Houston is a <clears throat> quote unquote fashion market like that. Like not marketable. Yet. Well, I feel we, like, think about it. I was just having a discussion yesterday it, on the podcast how art is barely becoming a part of Houston. You get what I mean? Like how we're super late on that. And, yeah. and, and Houston hasn't really been a city to, hey, let me go visit Houston. You get what I mean? You'd rather go visit somewhere else, New York, Chicago, or you get what I mean, Miami or something. I think it's because we get snubbed. And I think it just has to do with us being like... Um, the fourth largest city in the country. Yes, and we're like we're close behind to Chicago. Chicago, Chicago they said that we're supposed to pass them. Chicago has a lot of like that, so I think it's because of that population size. I think it's I think it's a, I think it's just how we carry ourselves. I think it's a gift and a curse in mm -hmm. itself. Um, we, first of all, we're from the south, yeah. the country. You know what yeah, I mean? and we're and and then uh, aside from us being country, it's a lot of Mexicans, it's a lot of Latinos, there's a lot of Mexicans here, so. Things like art don't we don't worry about shit like that. Yeah. We yeah. worry about yeah. working. Yeah. We yeah. worry about supporting families. Yeah. And things like that are 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 luxurious pastimes for people that can afford to do shit like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? We've never and, and, and it's not so much our people's fault, but that's what we're we're not pushed to be those creators. We're pushed to work hard and support our families. Yeah. And so I think that's one aspect. The other aspect, like you're saying, we're not. One of y'all saying we're like mar we're not marketable or fashionable. I think we are. Um, like I said, it's no secret that I, I feel like we influence the world. But 
we've never been concerned with shit like that. Yeah. So people in other cities, it's all about the flash. It's all about the, you know, showing you. Us down here, we're not concerned with anybody but ourselves. We're concerned with, I got my money, I got mine, you yeah. do you. Excuse me. So I think that mentality is, is what got us where we are. But I think that mentality also kind of is Screw why we up. don't get the shine that we deserve because we don't care. Yeah. We know. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. okay, ASAP, the ASAP clan. And, and the ASAP clan has done it tastefully. You know, they've they've accredited everything they do to Houston, Screwed Up Click, DJ Screw. But, you know, they they, they can do that. And we know. We know who, who started that shit. I mean, you know, everybody around the world is sipping drink. We know who started that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's screwing up their music. We know who started that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, or at least who who really made it big. I mean, we know who started it. You know, we know yeah. where it came from. And I think down here we got that real strong hustler mentality to where it's like, we I don't did give it. A fuck. It's, yeah, yeah, I don't give we a fuck. It, Do like, your thing. We yeah. know it. And right, because I mean, if you look at like a lot of the OGs, a lot of OGs aren't really heavily hustling on the phone on social media you know what i mean yeah a lot true. of houston heroes legends they got their their presence they got it they'll, they'll drop something every now and again but it's not like these other cats that are always on there. always on it yeah. right you know and i think that's what it is is we're not focused we, we don't care about the fame we don't care about the the credit or the popularity we just want the money you know yeah. what i mean so i think that's what it is but there's a whole new group of cats out the city, you know what I mean? Like, you guys and, and a lot of the younger rappers, a lot of the younger dudes that's out here moving and shaking, you, your, your gonzos, your donkey boys, uh, that I feel are really going to put us on, you know what I mean? Really, really showing, showing yeah. out, showing everybody what we're about, you know what I'm saying? So, future's bright, I think. Yeah, I don't think Houston carries itself that way. Like uh, international, like Los Angeles and New York, like to, I feel like they like to look at themselves as the center of the world, and I don't think we do that. Or even if we do, we keep it to ourselves. Like it's really that's my point. That's what I'm saying. Because if you ask anybody from Texas, Texas is the center of the world. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But we yeah. don't care, and I think that's what it is. Like, oh, that's what y'all think. That's bad. Yeah. But and we know we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you I'm know what I'm saying? And I'm seeing it from like a TV and movie side because all these TV shows, all these movies are always based in New York, Los Angeles, right. Chicago. And that's how they're marketed. So they're thrown out there to the country to see. And of course, like like money comes with it, yeah. appearances, clothes, and all that comes with it. And I don't think but we... they got that big city vibe mm -hmm. too, you know? Like there's people that aren't from here that feel like you come down here and, you know, it's just cowboys and, and horses. <laughs> There's and, still people that believe. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, and it, I mean, and it's true. That's you know what I'm saying? Ourselves. It ain't. It ain't. Yeah, it's true. It ain't. It ain't nothing for us to ride down the highway and see, see a few on <laughs> yeah, some horses. That, you know that, what I mean? Doing, doing some rides, but yeah. uh, I remember that ain't it. You know, we we got that city aspect. I remember I went to uh, Chicago one time. Well, the one time I went for for work, and I was at a bar, and I was talking to this guy, and he was from Baltimore, mm. and he asked the question, "Hey, so." He, do y'all like have horses and all that other stuff <laughs> that's when i was like i realized that that is how we're seen you know what i mean yeah like, i spoke to somebody from new york one time and they laughed at me because i said y'all i said y'all and they, oh, they laughed yeah. and i'm like what's funny you said y'all like everybody says y'all don't don't they 
Yeah, the thing is that I don't get the alternative. Yeah, what would you say besides that? You are. Yeah, like you, 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 use guys. <laughs> you, you all. I don't know. We say y'all. Yeah, I'm gonna say y'all. I got told that too because uh, I send emails a lot. Yeah. So I use the word y'all right, instead right, right. of you all. Yeah. And everybody from California would be like. Hey, uh, when I when I met them in person, like, hey, you use the word y'all. Is that like a Texas thing? I was like, yeah, like, why, why am I yeah, gonna yeah, use yeah, yeah. something else? You get what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not even part of their vocabulary over vocabulary over there. It's it's mainly us. But I I wouldn't trade that word for anything. So fuck them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, and see, and see, that's my point. That's my point. That's the way we carry ourselves. Yeah, and, yeah, and, right, and it's shit. I mean. That's, that's where we're from. That's how we feel. And that's like, just the fuck way it, it is. Right? Yeah, like, like it. you know, it's H-Town, it's Houston, it's Texas. It's That's the way we speak. That's the way we talk. That's the way it's going to be. So let me ask you, Oscar, you also did uh, Space City Battles, right, back in the day? Space City Beat Battle, yes, sir. He, My cousin, he's the one that got me into that, man. Okay. He took me to a few and i thought that was something badass so can you tell us a little bit about that yeah uh, so space city beat battle uh was put on by myself and uh two two other guys uh t piper uh you can you can check him out on instagram as at t piper and uh my my dude jedi master at jedi masters j-e-t-t-i-m-a-s-s-t-y-r so it's it's crazy but yeah jedi master t piper and myself uh, it started in 2010 and it was a producer uh, competition so basically we would get anywhere from 12 to 16 producers and they would go head to head and battle uh, with beats so, like, your, like your MC rap cypher yeah. but for producers and uh Gained a lot of leverage, man. We did a lot of things. We had some good sponsorships. We met some. I met some dope people. We put on some dope uh, events. We had some really fucking dope judges, like people that had me starstruck. <laughs> and uh, we put on the first international beat battle at South by Southwest um, with the Beat Academy, out of, uh, based out of Canada. So damn, that's badass. Yeah, it, it, and we had uh, Static Select was one of the judges. Nice. Uh, Man, it was it was it was it was it was nice, man. It was and what nice. year was this? This was this started in this started in 2010. The the entire beat. Man, I want I want to put this phone up somewhere and record this real quick, but okay. we'll get to that anyway. Yeah, it started in 2010, and um, the last one that we did was probably what are we in 2018? Maybe 2014 or 15? Yeah, I can't I can't. So Don't how old would you say you were at the time? Well, I was in 2010. I was maybe 20. Okay, my daughter was born 2010, and I I just turned 22. So I was about 22, 21, 22. When I started. Man, that's dope, dude. That you started like taking move, making moves like that to explore your yeah, creativity man, at a young age, yeah. bro. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I didn't even think about that. I never. I've never thought about how old I was at that time. Yeah, cause you just do it. You don't think about it. Yeah, but you see, yeah. that's badass though, man. Cause it's shit. I mean, so even the, that momentum and that experience probably got you to your brand to, you know, I don't know, like you weren't afraid of putting shit out. Cause yeah, you know, man. Um, shit. You know, the way I think about shit has always been like, okay, this is what I want to do, and this is what we're gonna do, and we're gonna make it happen. 
that's the way I've always kind of thought about things. And, uh, I mean, I was blessed to have those two guys behind me in my corner with, with me, you know, all three collectively to be able to have the same vision, have the same goal, have the same desire and the same work ethic, uh, to want to make it happen you know what i mean all three of us were musicians in summer i really got my whole start came because i was a producer i made beats that's what i was gonna ask you too because how did yeah. you get into that yeah man so i was doing this i've been doing this since high school since like it won't know since i was a kid um and i got real serious you know I, I really started getting serious about it about around high school and started buying equipment, started doing well, my parents buying equipment for me and doing shit like that. And so I finished high school, started working, but I was getting really serious with 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 making beats. Like I, I really wanted to do that. I wanted that to be my career. And uh, I got into the Houston beat battle. Uh, shout out to Naamin. There's a guy who uh, went by the name Naamin, and he started this back in old. I don't know when he started it, but I know he hit me up with it maybe like 08, 09, and I competed in it, and I went head-to-head with my dude, Jedi Master, oh, nice. and uh, <laughs> we went like two or three rounds. Like, I think I won a round, and then they, or no, no, I think we tied like one or two rounds, and then he eventually beat me, and then we stayed connected, he and I. Uh, Namin continued doing his Houston beat battle for a little while. And then he ended up, it, it, it went away. He stopped doing it. So Jedi Master approached me a few years after that. Uh, I stayed connected with him because he came up under the Houston Elite MCs, T-H-E-M. And they would do shows around the city. And he ended up coming to me a couple, maybe a, a year or two. Couple, I mean, that was like 07, 08, 09. So yeah, it wasn't too much long after that. He approached me and said he wanted to do that. He wanted to pick up where he had left off. And I was like, shit, I'm, I'm down, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and thinking back, I don't know what the fuck he saw in me or why he felt I would be good. I mean, not that he was, you know, on some huge level or nothing. I, I don't know. I don't know what made him come to me, but he did. Uh, he he had he brought T Piper on board, and shit, we got together. We discussed it. We were all on board. We 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 were excited about it and shit we put in some hard work we put in some years and i say humbly that i think we put some people on man nah yeah you know just thinking about all that i'm thinking of uh what you guys created man um just from a fan standpoint like you guys gave um a platform y'all guys gave um recognition to a lot of people and a lot of people that I feel like are dope ass uh, producers at the moment, um, Tony Dark. Um, who else did y'all have? DJ Space City. Oh man, hell yeah. Um, I had a moment. Jedi, of course, he was dope, but he was a uh, host, so I mean, he never competed. Who else came out of there? Sound Mob. Well, Sound Mob uh, were. Um, Sound Mob, yeah. Sound, Sound Mob, Mob was. Were, uh, they, we got judges. There were judges. judges. Yes. Yeah, so, who else? Um, there was another dude, uh, Risk something risky boy there you go yeah um man had just put on a lot of people that i found out and bobby fresh bobby fresh bobby fresh um no, yeah bobby, yeah bobby is it bobby fresh is that's the t-shirt 
Bobby, Bobby Earth. Bobby Earth. <laughs> Bobby Earth. Yeah, 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 Bobby yeah, yeah, Earth, yeah, yeah. man. Like, like, and see, I still be like, so I keep Chris, up with them from stuff like that happened back then. Everybody. Like, I kept up, and you follow them, and you see that they're doing beats for like all these people are doing that as dope. They're still doing it, and they're even better at it. That's what's dope. I feel like. Yeah. And I found out about it because I went to these shows. Yeah, man. So, uh, one of my one of my fondest memories of the beat battle was from. DJ Space City and I man I haven't heard from him in a while. Is he still around? Is he still I mean, doing things? I see him pop up on my Twitter uh, timeline every now and then, and I like keep up and see if he's posting anything. But I mean, he won that one. Yeah, at, at, yeah. Fitzgerald's, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it was at Fitzgerald. You might be talking about the same one I'm talking about. So what we did, um, uh, what I would do was I was in charge of recruiting producers. I would make sample rounds and remix rounds. So I would take things, uh, I, you got a Wolverine poster, I took the X-Men, the 90s X-Men TV cartoon theme song, yeah. and I would send that to them, like, you gotta sample it, you know? I would send people three songs to sample and three songs to remix. So for the remix, I'd send three acapellas, and for the sample, I'd send three three songs. And uh, on that, but I, we might be talking about the uh, same night. Uh, on one particular night, uh, referring to the DJ Space City story, um, I sent the acapella for International Players Anthem, and everybody had to remix that. And I remember we had Scarface and Killer Kyleon as the judges, <laughs> and Bun showed up. And and uh, so shout out to Face. Uh, Face was was cool as shit. Is that the one? Where no, I, no, no. That was at Warehouse. No. Kyleon was cool <laughs> as shit. Uh, one of the most. En- Kyleon was one of the most enthusiastic judges that we had because Kyleon is a, a real hip hop head. He's yeah. a real fan of rap. He's a fan of 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 rap music and he'll tell you like he's a you know he, he loves this shit. So uh he was excited about it, you know what I'm saying? And and he was one of the, the judges that stuck out in my mind um particularly because of this situation too. Uh so Space City goes up and plays his version of of uh, international. international players anthem and I still have that on my email because uh, I asked him to send it to me so he plays it and I mean it's 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 it, it's it's real dope man he plays it and uh, it was so dope I remember Killer standing up from his chair and raising this cup up in the air and the whole fucking place went nuts and they were begging Arsenic shout out DJ Arsenic man our in-house DJ uh, they were begging Arsenic to play the song, the, the, the beat, longer because we gave everybody either a minute or a minute and a half depending on what round it was. If you were further along in the round, they'd give you more time. So he played it. The fucking crowd went nuts. Kyleon was rocking with it. He, I remember, like I said, he asked him to play it longer. It was that. That's one of my best memories of the Space City beat battle. Shout out to uh, DJ Space City. Shout out to Face. Shout out to Killer. Uh, shout out to Arsenic, shout out to Jedi Master Piper, man. Uh, Will, we made some fucking dope ass memories, man, and I met some good people. It, it was so it you was still good. have that? What's that? The beat? Yeah, I do have the beat, man. If uh, if if you get at Space City and he gives me permission, or if he can send it to you, That's I'm nice. more than willing to share that with everybody. Cause trust me, it was it was it was nice. It was real nice, man. man see, and you're talking about a point in time that I feel we'll never have again. Uh, Cause man, a lot of people say they're hip hip-hop fans they're this and that but they just go out for what's popping and i get it man like I, I that's what i do now 
but back in the day, man, I would pay attention to who was making music here in Houston, who was making beats, who was who. I wanted to know who they were. I wanted to know everything they worked on. And this is a group of people, like you said, like you said, like probably 2011 to like 2014, 2015, like four or five years of people who put out albums, put out beat tapes, were in these competitions, made a name for themselves, and they're still working. And that's part of Houston history now, man. That's oh. the new wave. And you either know about it or you don't. That's the thing, cause at, like you either do it, like like well, you gotta, could, you could go to any Houston person that knows about Houston music, and they only know screw. But then there's new people that are involved in it that have paid attention that have they're on the internet, cause that's, it is that is a way you find out about them, the internet, um, Twitter, Instagram. That's where I found out about a lot of these people in uh, Twitter before I was on Instagram, and pe- people will never know about it. And, yeah, and, and, and it's some of Houston's greatest rapper, uh, greatest producers post 2001. So they just screw died. So this is the new wave, and they're like killing it. But we're still stuck in the old. I don't know, man. It's it's crazy to me, and I feel like we're so talented as a city because of, and those are the people, the faces, and they're still out and about today. And you're saying that some they don't they go unseen maybe yeah man there's even this one producer called Purple Bastard he's dope as fuck oh yeah 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 like, he's see, been and, see, and, see, and you'll never around. hear about him because like but you'll see him on Houston Press you'll see him post stuff he post drops uh, albums mixtapes all the time but the average hip hop fan doesn't care unless, I, I think, unless I think, they're I think they're getting the shine man yeah. I think I think it's just uh. And I think that's part of the, the the struggle or the grind for a producer because, uh, like you said, we had a lot of good people come through there. Track Sounds comes to mind. Yeah, Track that, there you go. That, that's um, the name, yeah. He's um, produced for Cam, Camillionaire, all these people, but Wiz, but producers are so in the background. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. I think that's part of the that's part of the hustle. You know, people that that really are into this music shit, like like you, like yeah. me. You know, we know. We know who's been there. We know who's who's doing what. Uh, it's a cat that we used to come down and do it all the time for uh, the, the Kraken from Dallas. And, uh, man, I can't remember the other guy's name. Another dude, he was sponsored by Monster. He's making big moves. He's, he's uh, out of Dallas as well. Uh, he was one of the biggest guys that, that went on to do some good shit, too. Um, uh, God, man, there's so many people. Code Red. Um, oh. Shit, man. You mentioned Risky Boy. There's a lot of dudes that that were on the beat battle that I've seen go on and do some great shit. Now, I'm not gonna take credit for that. These guys are talented. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm happy to say, at least in some way, we were part of giving them some type of shine. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna say that it was because of us, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna say that I'm thankful for being a part of their journey. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean, yeah, yeah. and being able to see it, and a lot of these guys, I mean, I remain real good friends with them to this day. You know what I mean, and I, I see all the shit that they're doing, and and it's just it's dope. It's really fucking dope to see. You know what I mean, and and just uh, once again, shout out to all of them. Shout out to my partners that did that shit with me, and shout out to the judges because they were always really excited to be a part of it. DMD, we had DJ uh-huh. DMD. That shit was like, you know, we had uh, Mr. Lee, we had. I want to say we, we had an N.O. Joe. We had DJ Scratch. I mean, dude, we had some. You had a lot of people. We had a lot of Pete Sound Mob. We had yeah. we had some people, man. Donnie Houston always fucked with us. Repping Don, Donnie Houston does shit for all your biggest names now. You know what I mean? Uh, he was on Slim's la- uh, last uh, 
project that dropped. You know what I mean? So those are good times, man. Good times. And, and I think we did something good for the city. That I'll say. I'll say that. I, I, I take pride in saying that Space City Beat Battle did something great. Something real beautiful for the city. One last. Uh, the flyers to those events were so dope. The episode names were so dope. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's not just one thing that was good. It was an overall great product from beginning to end. That's what I feel. Yeah, man. So we were all uh, Star <laughs> you know, Wars that's fans. What I, so here, here's, you see, so here's what I'm saying is that it's so dope because uh, social media had just, it wasn't like booming completely, but it was already, it was already there, <laughs> you know, but what I liked about it when you introduced me to it is that, man, it was, it was just a lot of creativity around. And I mean, we were young at the mm-hmm. time. We were, what, 19, probably 20. 20. Yeah. So for for me it was like shit that's badass you get what I mean like that's yeah, yeah, dope yeah. seeing all of that creativity coming together and to see people actually putting it together you get right, what I mean right like, right right um seeing people showing their beats that are possibly around our age yeah it's like it's possible you get what I mean so yeah you yeah say, yeah oh, shit you can be you can do something you know but anyways yeah it just goes back to what uh, I, I didn't want I didn't mean to cut you off not no you good but even then again I remember seeing that and be like oh man that's going down in my city I know that venue I know Fitzgerald's I know Warehouse Live I know all these venues and again thinking like man that, this is a New York thing this is a Los Angeles thing like that's the only thing you've been taught especially like, like oh New York has all these crazy uh, music shows all these badass underground shows and all that stuff you yeah. know but we have that too and then it just takes the guts to want to get out because i remember being like man i don't know nobody i don't want to go and then me and my boy jeff went through and we just found out and then you introduced us something new because you want to try something new yeah yeah right yeah. there in your own city man like we have it all it's just well, yeah with the with the flyers man you gotta i gotta shout out piper on that one too uh we were all three big star wars fans as i said um jedi master you know obviously his name's jedi master because of the, the Star Wars influence is there. Yeah. And uh, so, like, we had... We would always take Star Wars elements and, and, and turn them into flyers. Uh, one episode I remember we did was... I can't remember which number it was, but it was Attack of the Tones. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it, it was always shit like that. So, it was... It, it, that, that was... It was, man. It was it was nice. It was a beautiful thing. And and, and you'll never see something like that ever again. Yeah. I feel it was like... a moment at in least, time. At least, definitely a moment in Houston history, least, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, at least in that vein. Because, man, I remember I was going to that. I was going I was going out to a lot of local rap shows. Because at the time and everything. Um, so, like, it will just it'll encompass a time in Houston history. That how does something happened. like that... How Like, how does it start to fade? Or, or what happens with something like that? When I think with everything, man, it's got to, you know... Everything's got to... A time yeah okay and uh we had all been really working hard on it man it's a lot of fucking work and when i look back and when i think about how like i said namin did his uh houston beat battle by himself and and you know for us three it was a lot of work uh with booking producers being on the lookout promoting going out doing things uh staying in contact with everybody yeah you know all that kind of stuff um it was a lot of work and like I said, we got to a point where I feel like, again, we saw some good, some amazing talent, people, uh, some amazing talent go through and go on and venture on to other things. And I think, I think we just felt like at that time, a lot of other 
showcases were coming out as well. Yeah, for real. Yeah, it was a lot of other ones coming out and doing things similar, and it was and, and a lot of the newer ones were coming out by these big names. So yeah, uh, so even big of, names that we were associated with. So I kind of felt like okay, so I, I think it was I, collectively. I think the I I could. Collectively, I think the the idea was, you know what, let's let's take a let's let's let it breathe. Yeah. You know, too much of anything is always oversaturation, and, and I know that on behalf of myself and and the other two guys, I know I can safely say that we were we ne- none of us wanted to oversaturate it. You know, and and I think that we're all I I, I speak for myself, and I think I can speak for the other two and say we are we're all satisfied and happy we can look back and see what we've done you know what i mean to hear like you know yeah. you guys coming up to me and and it's always uh, amazing to hear somebody come to me and tell me hey man you know you did this or you did that a lot of times people don't know that i'm behind certain things <laughs> you know people don't know that i'm behind the beat battle and people don't oh, know be that honest I'm behind. With you, i first of all a lot of the things i gotta give credit to my cousin he t- he shows me a lot and then i go run with it or, or right not. right but he introduced me to that mm-hmm. but then when uh we met you he told me afterwards like hey man uh, that's that dude, blah blah blah, and I was like, "Dude, why'd you say something?" He's like, <laughs> "But Kevin was like, the hell, dude, there's no point." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When we talked to him, yeah, right. But then me, you know, I I like bringing that shit up. So, but anyways, man, yeah, I I think it's it's dope, bro. So. Yeah, thank you, man, thank you. And and that's you know, things like that. I, like I said, I, I feel like, you know, it, it's something good. And and a friend of mine was talking about that the other day, man. And I was telling her how. Uh, I've really been working really hard on all everything that I'm behind. You know what I mean? And that you're talking 2010 till now, uh, 2018. Yeah. So in all these years with the beat battle and with heavy metal racket, excuse me, I've been working really fucking hard, man, to, to make, you know, when, when the beat battle was there, I was working really hard to make that work. Uh, we, all of us were. When I was, when, when heavy metal racket came around, it was around at that time, but, um, when I'm, I'm working really hard to make that what I want it to be and a lot of times I don't stop to look back and see you know what's going on and what has happened your accomplishments right and now you're talking about the beat battle which like I said has been gone for maybe maybe five years maybe something like that and it's like now I see like damn I was you know I was there. I did that. You know, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling, but it's, it's, I don't do things like that. You know what I mean? Like, um, like when people ask me about the, the, uh, agenda, shout out to agenda. Um, hats are available mm-hmm. at agenda, uh, located at the gallery, gallery. in Baybrook. In nice. Deerbrook. So Ooh. shout out to, uh, the agenda family for, for showing love and, nice. and, and working with me. Uh, that's dope, dude. Congratulations yeah, thank you, thank you. On no, you man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And uh, and and that's a great feat. You know what I mean? And I'm working on trying to slow down and acknowledge these things, like, you know, because I'm so used to like cool bet, but I gotta keep going. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's still gonna be the motive. Like, all right, bet. That's great. I love it. But now I gotta get here. You know what I mean? Um. Sometimes you have to celebrate your own accomplishments. Celebrating the, the victories. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I've never really taken time to do shit like that. And 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 when people bring up things like that with the beat battle, is essentially what I'm saying is, it's it's a time for me to say, yeah, I did that, and it and it's it, it feels good to know that I did. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, for you know sure. What I mean? Um, two things. Um, yeah, I feel like being behind something like that is a thankless job. Like you put it on, 
you put like you put on people not even like in a put on, I put you on way but like in a hey man I gave you a place and location for y'all to showcase y'all's talents and you didn't have to do that but like you did it y'all did it you know right right Cause I Basically, feel like, and, and I, like y'all never I mean I know Jedi MC'd um, but y'all never really put y'all's faces out there like that like oh y'all need to yeah, right, that right. was so dope with it. Okay, so that that's a good point you make. So when all these other beat battles were coming around, that was one thing that we always held near and dear to our hearts. Like I said, all three of us are music, uh, musicians in, in some uh, form or fashion. Yeah. Uh, uh, and we legitimately wanted these producers to shine. Yeah. We cared about them. We, Like I said, I've, you know... The, a lot of these producers could still text me or call me to this day. I have good relationships with some of these producers. Uh, I have a relationship with all the producers, you know. My number has never changed. And if any of them reach out to me, shit, reach out to me. Just the other day, off chance, uh, ill-fated hit me up and was like, yo, I, I got this. I got your number. I just wanted to make sure it's through your number. You know, I'm just checking in, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, everything's good. He's like, hey, bro, hit, hit, hit me up. Let me know. We can connect. See, we can, you know, see what we can do. I'm like, shit, I'm down, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, Code Red was a good friend of mine, is a good friend of mine. You know, we stay connected. Risky, uh, we tried to establish a relationship with these people so that they knew, like, we're not trying to exploit you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not trying to exploit you. We're trying to get you what you deserve. Yeah. And that came from me, Jedi, being beat makers, being producers. You know what I mean? We knew what they needed. We knew what they wanted. You know, we were on the same fucking page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to show, you know, this is the guy, you know, that helps your favorite yeah. rapper yeah. do what he does. You know what I mean? And we wanted to show him that we got some dope fucking talent in Houston. Because it wasn't limited to like, okay, trap, boom bap. Correct. Excuse me. It was, it was you know, West Coast, East Coast. It was... Anything, oh, man, it was whatever you no, no. wanted, you know what I mean? And no. then to even the playing field, because, you know, we're, we're from Houston, so you have a strong boom bap community yeah. down here. I I'm, I love boom bap, yeah. you know what I mean? And we started, what I started doing was we would separate it uh, by rounds. Like, okay, this round we're going to do boom bap. This round we're going to do trap. This round we're going to do R&B. This round we're going to do, you know, East Coast, West Coast, you know, to even the playing field. Because you have some guys that come in and, and you know, they're really all good track at one. or all yeah. yeah but you know we like to, ch to challenge them you know we want to see what you got we want to see what you're about you know we want to see and, and and i and we knew everybody that you know came through because i would screen everybody i would get tons of emails from people and i'd have to listen to the beats and talk to them and let them know you know and man so there was a lot of background work uh, for you yeah man i mean it was it was a lot through. yeah it was a lot uh and uh you know but it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. And I think it I think it served its purpose. I, like I said, I think it was a beautiful fucking time, man. It was it was nice. Dope, man. I thank you for uh, schooling us on that. Kevin. <laughs> and uh second part, um is agenda your first like retail spot? Like, it is. Nice. It is. Congratulations, man. Yeah, thank, dope, you, man. thank you, man. Thank you. Congratulations. I'm gonna give you a man. round of applause on oh. that one, bro. Because well, I I've I've seen you, man. I mean, you already were doing your thing when I met you, but now I've seen you, you know. Right. Trying to take other steps that yeah. make a fellow friend uh, proud. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm just, I'm just trying to stick to the basics, man, and continue to put out 
some dope shit. You know what I mean? And that's that's my main my main goal. Is always putting out, it, trying man. to make something dope. Speaking of dope shit, I'm not gonna get into the idea we were talking about uh, when you got here, the one you mentioned. But I did want to get because you wanted to touch a little bit on it, and I would love to touch on the topic, which is you were talking about gentrification. Ah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, you could, I mean, shit, we could talk about it, man. I ain't scared. So, <laughs> driving over here, and I'm driving through the East End, you know, Edo, and uh, I'm Edo, uh, Edo, right? <laughs> yeah, Edo. And I see, you know, the light rail, you see Harrisburg, you see uh, Navigation, you see Canal, you see all these, these streets, uh, and all these condos coming up, and all these renovations, and you see all this shit, and, you know... I didn't grow up in this side. My grandmother did, but because I grew up with my grandmother, we were always on this side. Yeah, yeah so it comes close. You, it comes close, yeah. yeah. And to see all this stuff coming around, I'm not mad at that. What I'm mad at is that I see all of that and I don't see none of us in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We see there's different things. I, I, so we've had a lot of conversations about this, man. So I, 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 I went through a phase where I was upset at it, and I still am. Right, right, right. But I realized that there's nothing we could do against money, right? These people got money, right, so they're going right. to keep on. Yeah. But my thing is, is uh, respect the history of it, right? Right. That's my right, thing. Right, right, at this right. point, you can't really stop uh, a movement of money. Right. We. Uh, I mean, our, I mean, so our, our people don't know that type of money. So if they come and offer big money, they're gonna go. They're gonna be like, "Hey, y'all sell it to you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can't yeah. stop. Right. And all we can do also is educate our people. Be like, "Hey, right. Uh, you don't have to sell your house. You don't have to do that. Your house is worth more than blah 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 blah." You know. But then goes to me. It's the history, man. So I I understand you, and it upsets me too, man. So for example, the whole Edo thing. Yeah. I every single day, I struggle. To say to, to, to say it, I still don't say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I try to understand it, and at times, right. let's just say we, I take it day by day with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it sucks, man. Yeah, it, it, it sucks. I, I so, so I, I don't think anybody's against capitalism. No, nah. you know, I mean, it's a, but it, it's but it's an unfortunate game evil. that not a lot of us can play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think, like, I think you said it best. Like, it's it's up to us. To, 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 to get where we need to be, educate the ones that couldn't be educated and to make that difference. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's time for us to buy up the hood. You know what I mean? And and, and get to those positions to where we can And, and so. I think in, in part of it, I realized that part of it is it's, it's, it's the generations. So, for example, our parents' generation, I think their duties were just... It was a different time, right? So I think now us, it's our generation with our understanding and our resources to be able to make other moves and make things like that happen, make a voice to it. And it's up to us if we want to keep the history basically alive. Right, right. I mean, yeah, they were just trying to survive. I mean, you're talking about people whose hometown is Mexico, Salvador. Outside of here, you know, they don't rep Houston. Of course, they rep Houston, but they don't know or rep Houston like we do. So I think it's really up to us because this is where we grew up. They came over here when they were already adults, you know, etc. I think yeah, we grew yeah. Up here. Compared to us, we we grew up in it. Yeah, and it's what we call home. Correct. It's it's a scary situation, and you know, at third uh, third ward, I forgot yesterday in the interview I did, he mentioned it, but I forgot what they call it. Um, 
but it's considered part of, of Midtown or something like that. I don't, I don't know, but they fucked up the name too. But yeah, I mean, they always want to make it something that it's not, or at least because I think Third War, Second War sounds too um, strong on the on the tongue. I remember. Um, well, it's, a, it's a gritty name, you know, a ward. Who wants to yeah. Say that? <laughs> so I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. It's uh, cool when we lived there, but we don't want to fucking keep calling it that now. I think I was like at a comedy show or something, and like a comedian from out of town asked the chick, like, "Oh, what part of town?" Something like, "Oh, part of town you from?" She said Fifth Ward. And then he's like, ward? What do you mean? What's a ward? Like a hospital ward? And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, damn, I never seen it that way. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, but, I mean, it is. I remember, uh, uh, well, this past weekend, some, but the weird thing is some places, man, like, so, for example, you, I'm sure you, y'all have been by first ward, right? Yeah. Yeah. They have signs, big ass signs that say, welcome the first ward. Yeah, but it's because it's different. It's not quote-unquote hood okay it's, it's, um so if it wasn't there's hood, a target okay there be... there's a target there washington avenue True. i mean all that's you're right, there you're right, you're right. um you're right and then the, i think that's why second word got put under the blanket of greater east end um third ward uh, i'm not sure what but it, it's put a, a, over a under a blanket of or oh it's this is not that you know um, yeah 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 yeah. and that definitely has something to do with it again with the Edo, etc etc it's little things little microisms that cause stuff like that it's not just one it's not just one giant thing it's a bunch of small things that add up together and i could go deeper and deeper into it but so so here's my take on on things right because when you start talking things like this like you're your socioeconomics, your your your, your politics and yeah. such. I don't get too deep into it because I respect both sides. I think that uh, I think that the core values are what matters to me. So like, I don't consider myself to be either. I consider myself to be me. And uh, I do I do think that there um, I do believe that that life is a game that we all got to play. Yeah. But I believe that some of us have better hands. We're born with better hands. Yeah. And um, I think that unfortunately, one of the facts of life is that you got to learn to play the game and learn to play it better than everybody else. Yeah. But I understand that there's people that need help. And I think that if you can, I'm not going to say anybody is obligated to, but I think if you can help, you should, you know? And that's why I say, uh, it's our job to educate our moms, our tias, our tios, our grandparents. You know, this is what you gotta do. You gotta, you gotta get out of debt. You know, you gotta yeah. get out of debt. Don't gain more debt. Get out of debt. <laughs> you know, yeah. Because if you're not in debt, that gives you. One of y'all mentioned how it's like, oh man, if they come around with a large amount of money until you get out, yeah. you're gonna be like, fuck yeah. But if you got your house paid off and you don't give a what shit, what do you got to worry about? I ain't leaving. Yeah. You don't give me a hundred thousand dollars. I can't find a house for a hundred thousand dollars. I'm good. Yeah. You know. And exactly. again, I'm not against capitalism. You know, I think everybody needs to get out there and make it. But I think that everybody needs to be give, given a fair shot. You know what I mean? But then again, on the other hand, I know that that's not going to happen. Yeah. So it's up to us to let people know this is what you got to do to make it, you know. But rather die than gentrify. It's coming. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, so you were talking about, uh, before we started the podcast, you mentioned uh, Kanye, man. 
Yeah. You you said uh you it was he, <laughs> I asked what is, you thought about is, it. Is he is he crazy or is he a genius? Is he crazy or is he a genius? What I've come to the the I've had to learn how to separate uh some things from from certain people. So for example, talented people, I've had to separate some things. I think Kanye's a a genius when it comes to what he does, man. Musically, he knows what the fuck he's doing, man. When it comes to uh, sometimes the things he say, I think he's a fucking idiot. Right. But I think I I, I also think he's he's seeing life now from a different lens. Um, he's not seeing life from from uh, from the perspective we see. It. I think he sees there. I think there's money brackets to life, right? So when you're at that upper level, I don't think. It's a racial thing anymore. I think it's the money. Who has the most money? You you know, money talks basically at that level. That's what I think. And then I'm going more into politics of it. But I think he's seen stuff from a different... I don't know where the fuck he's seen it. But <laughs> to be honest, I, I got to give it to a man. His last album, that Nas album, was fucking amazing. Um, I listened to it three times. It's three dope. times. Three, Three times. times, but it was dope, man. I that, I that new that Yay album. Yeah, I liked it. You did. Yeah, there was a few I didn't. It's just not me. Yeah, my, I liked it because I feel like um, but he's not he's not doing nothing new, man. Like with the Yeezus album, like I feel like um he's getting more punk and in a rap way. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck are you saying? Like, like no rapper would ever say that five ten years ago. But now of course, like a lot of people. My favorite out of the whole, because I mean he's been dropping a whole bunch of fucking albums, was the uh, Kanye and Kid Cudi. Of course, and I guess because Kid Cudi, I was excited to hear about him again, so and hear him do his thing. But also the Pusha T one. Yeah, I mean it's all calculated. I mean I'm sure they've been working on this for months, years. Man, but you know what else I realized, man? You know what else I think is calculated? Jay Z and Beyonce. Yeah, of they course. see this. <laughs> I, I feel like they see this dude. Uh, you get what I'm saying? Like this was building. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Drop four or what five? And then they drop theirs. I mean, why not? I mean, you're you're talking about competition. You're talking about numbers. You're talking about who's best. You're talking about who's everybody listening to. But it just says, man, it just comes to say, like, it is a fucking competition. I think that is the money, man. But but, um, everything you're saying is nothing new. I feel like anything we're saying is nothing new because they've said it in the music. Like, even Kanye said it in the song, like, Big Brother, like, sibling rivalry, only I can see. Like, how he tried to be better than Jay-Z. And, of course, Jay-Z saying, like, like, me, the two... uh, Greatest in rap, the greatest in pop, whatever you want to call Beyonce, dropped the album together. And I was like, D3 of Dirty and Nasty said what's good. What's up, D3? Shout out D3. D3 of the Concrete. That man's great man. Y'all go check his writing out, music out. We got something for y'all coming up. Um, Man. But talking about the Kanye that he doesn't see race no more. He even says that in the song. He's like, what does he say? Like, in Watch the Throne, he's like, like, something about racist, I only see green faces. Like, I feel like all these people have been telling you who they are in the music, like, for the longest. True. Like, And, and then we act surprised it. when they say, they say something stupid. <laughs> we are, oh my gosh, I can't believe they said something like I that. I mean, Kanye's song was like, like, she just beats your asshole. Like, am I your, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, he's, all, and, and the way he's rapping, he's rapping like a 40-year-old senile, senile man. So I get it. It's like, oh, he just—he's just forty. Like some people 
you know, you know what they about older person like oh grandpa you just say like the craziest shit yeah i feel like that's where he's at right now like oh you just say the craziest shit because you're all right you're way past your rap so i'm gonna party. give you my take <laughs> that's what he was I, 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 shout out carla sue i wore her shirt that said make kanye great again <laughs> and i had numerous people asking me what my you know perspective on kanye was Here's my perspective, because people were telling me shit left and right, and I'm like, I don't care, I don't, I don't care. So first and foremost, let me put that on there. I don't care. I don't look up to Kanye. You know, I, he's not an idol of mine. I don't idolize him in any way. Uh, but yes, I am a fan of Kanye. I think that uh, the College Dropout is one of the greatest albums in in hip hop history. I think it. I, I won't argue on that. I, I think it's one of the greatest. I think that Kanye is one of the most influential people of our time. He's changed the game damn near every album he's made. He's changed the game and everybody else follows willingly. Uh, I give him that. And I think he is a musical genius. Um, having said that, <laughs> let me tackle it one thing at a time. Yeah. So I liked, I come from the before the social media era. Okay, and my before the social media era was when somebody picked up the album, you'd listen to it, you'd tell your homeboys, or maybe the radio would play it, depending on what kind of music it was. Yeah. Excuse me, and excuse me, you talk about it, and you tell people, you know, you listen to it, and because it wasn't on social media, you were more honest. You know, mm -hmm. now I think. That Kanye could drop an entire album and say poop scoop de doop de doop de doop. And I think that he would get all the fucking flame emojis. You know what I mean? Pusha said in an interview that he respected him for saying the poop de scoop shit because he said that he realized that Kanye knew I'm that hot. I'm that hot so I could say bullshit and they're going to fuck with it anyway. I do respect that. I respect that as a. From one man to another, I respect yeah. that. You know, you got it. Uh, as a music listener, <laughs> I just have to okay. I have to listen to, to shit for myself, and I have to just decide whether I like it or not. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I'm old or what the fuck, but I feel like when I listen to a lot of shit, I don't see what y'all are giving all these flame emojis for. Yeah, you know, uh, I started listening to the Yay album. Didn't do nothing for me. That push it was nice. Yeah. I like the I don't I'm not a fan of Cuddy. Like nothing Cuddy does really It's alright. You know, makes me and leaves me in awe. Yeah. Uh didn't listen to it. I haven't heard the J and Bay shit. Uh I'm that, sure it's good. I don't know. That album was great. But as far as Kanye, so that so that okay, so there's my take on album reviews and shit like that. As far as him saying what he said. I do understand his reasoning when he was like, no, this is what I meant, da da da. I get that. What, what are we talking about? The comment I'm about slaves? I'm talking about when he was, yeah, like the slavery comment. I get it. He, I have my take on what I think he meant. I don't well, know. Well, he, he said meant. what he meant was like if he was a slave at that time and the slaves were the majority, that there should have been a revolt. Somebody should have took action. Okay. I think that's kind of. Uh, I just think he sucks at expressing himself. That's one of yes, things. yes. And I'm not defending him. Yeah. I'm not defending because that's a grown man. Yeah. You know, I'm not defending him. Uh, but 
I understood what he was saying. I think yeah. it's ignorant to say to say that because I'm sure there was plenty of people that tried to yeah, step yeah, yeah. out and got handled for it yeah. in front of their peers. And, you know, there's people that just want to survive. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, sure. I, you know, I think it was ignorant for him to say that. But I understand what he was trying to say because there's people that were on, that were everywhere saying, uh, y'all ain't yeah. listening to the yeah. whole interview. He's saying some mind... He ain't saying no mind-blowing shit. He's just <laughs> saying some shit that's like, okay, I get that. You're saying that you were, that you you you, you would have did something. You would have made... Yeah. It might not have mattered because you probably would have been killed, but I get it. You're saying you would have did something. You couldn't have yeah. just laid down. Yeah. Um, Man. But, but, so... What's interesting to me <laughs> is, and I put this on my Facebook earlier, um, it's interesting to me to see who people cut for and who they don't cut for, the links that they'll go to to do so, yeah, and why. Um, Kanye said those things. He wore his MAGA hat. He said some, some things. And I seen a lot of older, a lot of my older peers, I'm saying like 35 and older, that were like, fuck that. I'm yeah. done with Kanye. You on some coon shit. I ain't fucking with you no more. Um, but a lot of my people that are my age and younger, uh, a lot of whom are producers in the game, and I, I think it's because they know like, you know, I'm in the game. I don't want to shit on my chances before yeah. I get there. Um... A lot of people were cutting for him, and like I said, I don't have. I respect how you, whatever way you feel. If you're for him, against him, views, I don't care. That's fine. But I think it's interesting how some people, you know, what if it was Ray J that wore a MAGA hat? <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna cut for him? Yeah. Probably not. Why? Because he doesn't make dope ass music. Yeah. You know, in your opinion. Uh, Don't talk like that about Rachel. That's, what, that's why I said it in your opinion. That's why I said it in your opinion. You know what I mean? So, uh, only song I ever heard of that fool was One Wish, and I was like, in Jan, bro. You yeah. Know what I mean? So, <laughs> that's what's interesting to me is is who do you give passes for and why? Correct, correct. You know, correct. if it was anybody else, I feel like a lot more people would have brushed him off and been like, nah, like with this. XXX Tentacion guy. Yeah, man. Okay, everybody's first off and foremost. First and foremost, I'm not in the business of talking down on anybody who has yeah. passed. R.I.P. to a 20 year old uh, kid that passed away. That had a lot of life ahead of him. I'm no one to judge whatever he did or did not do. I, I'm not in the business of talking down on somebody that's passed away. What I'm saying is interesting. Is I see how many people are cutting for him. Yeah. And I wonder. Why I don't see so many people cutting for like Chris Brown? No, nah, but because um, I hear that old boy again. Yeah, I don't want to speak on things I don't know about, but I hear old boy was like abuse some yeah, woman and did yeah. some horrible shit. Yeah, man, I read a whole article about that. Man, it was a hard article to read. Man, uh, like somebody from the uh, a Florida a mag a newspaper in Florida wrote it, and man, it was hard to read. Man, just because of that, just because of stuff like that, I could never support dudes' music. But I mean, you never celebrate the death of somebody else you know of course and that's what i'm saying like life and music that's two different things yeah you know i respect that he said he you know he, he, but I think he heard what he did and, but and i think somebody dead is something different too yeah people when it goes to them things man and 
Is it the same when you're alive or when you, when you're? That's dead? true because they were, everybody made fun of Jack Michael Jackson. They yeah. was calling him Jacko in all the papers, and they yeah. was talking about him crazy. And then when he died, it was like R. he's R. the greatest ever yeah. again, you know. And I and I know that plays a role in it, but but still, I, that's all I'm saying is I find it interesting who people cut for and who they don't cut for. I. I and I mean that in the truest sense. I'm not meaning that like in a passive aggressive way. Like, mm, that's interesting. No, I mean yeah. that like for real. Like, well, yeah, I, yeah, I would I like think... to know, you know, why people think the way they think about certain people and not for others. But it's because sometimes, let's be honest, people are biased, man, on the daily. Right, and, and that's my point. On that's my daily. point. Yeah, and if you're biased, I respect that. I just want to know what makes that bias for you. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Because, I, like I said, I've seen some people that were like, I'm done with Kanye. He said some stupid shit. That's retarded, and he's going left field, so I can't fuck with him no more. And then I hear people that are like, nah, Kanye's a genius, y'all just ain't listening to him. No. So it's like... I ain't gonna go that much, because I don't know the man, but I'll just say that his music was dope, yeah. but he's a fucking idiot when yeah, it comes man, to Yeah, man, I, I won't defend him, but I'll be It's like, like R. Kelly. I like the album's dope. R. Kelly, musical genius, but I fucking can't... I, I will never... I don't know, bro. R. Kelly <laughs> went on fucking video talking about how they ain't gonna... I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he said, but it's because they know the power that they have, man. I mean, that one episode of Boondocks, yeah, of course. like it's just they know, man. And, and so that is the cycle, only man. problem that I think I have with Kanye, like you said, knowing the power. I think that's my only problem yeah. is that if you know you're that hot and you're gonna drop some shit and say I'm, I'm gonna say scoop doo 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 doo. Yep. Now I feel like you shitting on me that I'm a big fan of you. You okay. know what I mean? I feel like it's disrespectful type of deal because you like that's how you see me. In a way, but, you know what I'm saying, but. But again, whatever, teach his own. Kanye, you making money, big dog. Yeah, but with Kanye... Whatever works for you, dog. I'm all about any man making money. I am... One thing I'm not for is is hating on another man's hustle. So yeah. hustle on. Man, but the thing about Kanye is that I feel like anything he's done, you could trace back to his music, which is the thing that I cared for the most was the music. I, I never bought any pair of his shoes. I probably never will. Um, no clothes. Yeah, just... <laughs> but just I'm not, I'm not about, like, um, being that much for a person. Like uh, one person, yeah, like could, be all like, yeah, all about it. Like yeah, you talking yeah. about you're gonna buy the clothes, shoes, everything. No, I, I that's just not me. But I feel like Kanye has been saying that stuff in his music. Power, no one man should have all that power. He even said it like when he started calling himself Yeezus. No, no, I, I actually like that, and it, it was because uh, Kid Cudi would call him Yeezus. If you follow Kid Cudi on Twitter, like in 09, 2010, he's like Yeezus, Yeezus. He would call him Yeezus. Like that's fucking, that's creative. That's funny. Um, and why not? They already... It's just... That's a rap thing. No, no, but no, no. I know. But I think he actually started believing somewhere in him. He had... Like, he was he like, was, I am a god. Like, yeah. like, And that's all... That's know. all pushing the buttons. I respect it because it's music, whatever. But even on his... Uh, on graduation, like, he had that one song. Uh, what was it? The one with the DJ Premier scratches. He's like, goodbye to the, the NAACP award. Goodbye to the NDRR award. Like, he just... Yeah. He's like... And then he even ends it like, please, Mr. West, no more today. Like, he knows he has a big mouth and he's just... His mouth gets him in trouble. That's not something new. He's been saying it in okay. the music. Okay. So, so you, now that you touch on that, let me bring up my next point. Going back to, like, the MAGA hat and, like, the shit that he says. Enough, this is just my take on anybody. If you're going to be about it, be about it. Mm-hmm. I work with racists. Yeah. Openly racist people. Yeah. Okay, I'm not saying Kanye is a racist. I'm just saying I work with openly racist people that will tell me I don't like wetbacks. I don't like y'all. Y'all need to get yeah. the fuck out of here. 
I respect that because at the end of the day, we still got to do what we got to do and make my money. So I don't like you. You don't like me. It is what it is. I respect you, though. I respect you for saying it. Kanye talks loud and then when people check him or don't like what he's saying, it's like he throws a fit about it. That if he would be like, yeah, I'm wearing my, if he would have been like, I'm wearing my fucking MAGA hat, I'm wearing my MAGA shirt, make America great again, deport all the wetbacks, fuck y'all. I've been like, and and I'm not saying, I know that that's not what he was saying. I'm just saying if he had said that, shit, what can you say? What can you say? I mean, I'm not saying you got to agree with it. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you that bold, hats off to you. But it's like, oh boy, at, on that video from TMZ was like, nah, man, you you know, you got a big voice. You got to you gotta watch what you say and so on and so forth. And he was like, I'm sorry, this and that. What you apologizing for if that's the way you feel? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't. I didn't take from that 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 was a, I'm sorry that I hurt you, but this is the way I feel. I took from that that he was like, damn, I'm sorry that this is happening. So yeah. my thing is like, just stick with it. You know what I mean? Just stand by it. Stand by it. Say what you feel and, and, and keep moving. I respect you. I, I respect that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's because I feel like the culture is now way more to be like, that's wrong. Like anything you do, they'll be like, that's wrong. Like check it. Nas got called out for domestic uh, abuse. Yeah. Um, not too long ago, right? No, not yeah, so long ago, right man. before all these albums are dropping. So again, it's like, who do you cut for? Like nobody. I still jammed that Nas album. It's messed up, man. I hate and it. And that's man. what I'm. I see. That was another one. They put you in. The- I heard a bunch of people um, were were done with him because mm-hmm. of that. Oh, okay, Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. I seen a bunch of people that were like, "Fuck that! I'm not. You know, he's done. Fuck him. He's trash." Then I seen some people that were like, nah, you know, this 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 bullshit. You're just trying to tarnish a man's legacy. Same with 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 R. Kelly. Like I said, it's just interesting to me because I, I I'm the type of person I like I like to know why you think that way. Yeah, I'm so Switzerland on shit. Like I'm so unbiased <laughs> Look, on things. Man, I've had like very like for example. So I like for a while I had trouble. Accepting that I like SPM music. Oh, <laughs> I had trouble accepting that I like R. Kelly's. Yeah, I had trouble because I had that battle of fuck. They're piece of shit human beings. That if I'm listening to them, does that mean I stand for what they're doing? Right. But it's very hard, and and I mean I'll sit here and say like I don't support that shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're piece of shit human beings, but. That's something I'm not gonna be able to answer. Or Why rather, were they so or rather, there's some pieces of shit. Or mm-hmm. rather, there are people that did piece of shit things. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's where shit gets sticky too, because it's like, who are we to judge? And yeah. that's my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my point. Is that when do we use the who are we to judge thing? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. guy, this kid, this XXX Tentacion mm-hmm. kid died, and everybody is saying, who are we to judge? But I get the, that. I get the Bill Cosby things. Like, nah, he's a grown ass man that didn't feel bad for what he did. He was delusional. This, I, I'm not talking about him, but I'm saying like, okay, like again, Chris Brown, he did what he did. I'm not saying it's uh, okay, but do we get to say, you know, who are we to judge about him? Yeah. You know, that, that that's all I'm. I'm and wondering. What are the rules? When then, do we say it and when do we not? Yeah, and then Rihanna jumped on a track with him, didn't she? And then it's like, okay, like. Rihanna jumped on a track with Chris? Yeah, like... Afterwards? Yeah, right? They had a track together. 
I'm I don't know. I'm sure they did. But it's like she forgave him. Like, do everybody, does everybody else do the same? Or, or like, you know, but like, who are we? Like, you're commenting on two people's relationship. They were, that was like, what, eight years ago? You're talking they about were young, they were young too. Yeah, man. And of course, they're on that spotlight. So it's like, who? So somebody who got famous say now and then there's something like that eight years ago when they weren't famous like do you still hold the same weight like there's so many factors man and it's all about morality it's all about your view on things there's so much to it and and it deals with human emotion the human emotion with just something subjective man you can't actually put a finger to it you can't say that's right that's wrong because everybody has a different definition on that i'll say this though i think uh with this X X X Tentacion guy, <laughs> the way everybody said, I know I say it to say like, I tried different ways. Is it triple X Tentacion? I heard that it's X X X Tentacion. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Okay, so I don't think he would be getting the same. Uh, uh, who am I to? I'm no one to judge if he was still alive. I don't. I truly don't think so. Yeah. I think he's getting all of those because he's dead. And of course, who... I've seen I a think, lot of people again. I don't my favorite word, my favorite word from now on, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna mm. let D3 know because mm. I know he's the one that champions this word. Yeah. My favorite word from here on out is gonna be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Because I've seen a lot of people that were talking shit about him. And now I see a lot of people that are talking great about him. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that, you know, again, rest in peace to the young man. I'm not judging his past. I'm not judging him at all. A life lost is never a good thing. Yeah, you're talking about the situation. I'm talking about the people around it. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. That's going to be my new <laughs> word for, 20, for 2018 and 2019. That's the, that's the move. That's the wave. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Yeah, man, but it's I mean, I mean, it just comes down to humans are complicated beings, man. Humans are complicated, complex beings, man. You can't explain. Yeah, man, we're like a that. fucking complicated species. I mean, for just... all we know, it's just one big ass experiment. <laughs> like, what did what did these people There was do? some guy that I, I was listening to the Breakfast Club today that called and said that he was still alive, that it was all a music video. See, man, but it's like it's so many people. People can have that opinion, man. You can't get um, billions of people to all agree on one thing. Yeah, true. Just that's why minutes. I don't. That's why I just mind my own fucking business. Yeah, man. That's the, I, th- I think if we all just mind our own fucking business, at uh, certain points, certain things. Yeah, at certain points, certain things. So the the one I, I last thing I wanted to ask you, Oscar, was yeah, was this. What advice can you give an up-and-coming person making a brand? There's a lot of, you know, nowadays it's easy for a person to go and want to start a brand and buy the equipment and do it. You right. Know, there's some, it, sky's the limit to how much you can do now, do it yourself. Right. But what would you say is the advice you could give to help a person do that? Yo, but hold up. Because now, I feel like nowadays brand means a lot of things. It doesn't just mean you make shirts. It could literally mean you sell something on the gram. You sell something. You're selling a product. Yes. I sell diet. Detox. 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 I sell. 
I feel like weight loss tees. I feel like that's a thing now. Like everybody promotes themselves. Everybody's a self promoter. That's a good thing though. That's a good yeah, thing. Yeah. Everybody should be entrepreneur. Everybody yeah. should have the entrepreneurial so I feel like, spirit. So I feel like yeah, of course, in uh, in relation to a brand, a clothing brand, but also in relation to just a, a brand. So <laughs> I want to put and I put this on. I put I made this live because I want to share this with everybody. What's up, Misty? So. The question he asked me was, what advice can I give to somebody up and coming with a brand? I can't speak on, I mean, I I guess I can speak in general about branding in general, but for a clothing line specifically, I think the first thing you got to do is differentiate between a brand and merch. Mm Mm-hmm. I think everybody wants merch. It's the thing to do, right? If you would have been, we would have been talking ten years ago. Everybody's a rapper or producer. Well, first it was a rapper, like in the early two thousands. Now and then it went to everybody wanted to make beats. Beats. Now everybody has a clothing line. Um, I think the first thing to do is differentiate between merch and a brand. Uh, merch is a byproduct of whatever your main brand is, right? So that's like making Boys in the Barrio T-shirts. Um, I think you have to be honest with yourself and you got to realize what you want to do, right? I could have made Oscar wear. Mm-hmm. Who's going to buy that? Maybe <laughs> friends and family because yeah. they're close to me and they want to support me. Yeah. But is it dope? Probably not. You know, who gives a shit? Boys in the Barrio, you got a pretty cool logo, you know? You might take a chance and make shirts like that and people that don't know about the podcast might be like, man, it's a dope i'm a boy i live in the barrio i take one you know what i mean so you got lucky with your logo but if it was just like boys in the barrio and fucking times new roman or some shit people may not want to jump on it i don't know what the fuck that is you know i ain't fucking with it and i think that that's an important question to ask yourself am i doing why am i doing this because i want to make a brand that's going to stand on its own or because i just want to promote myself and I think that question is one of the most important because it narrows down what you're going to do. So if it's merch, then I think you have to get serious on and realistic on what you're going to do because this shit is not cheap, you know? So like, for example, Boys in the Bar said, I need to run the shirts. Then you want to go somewhere that somebody's going to charge you the cheapest and give you the quickest, easiest shit. I just need a shirt made to promote this because the main thing here is Boys in the Barrio podcast that you should check out uh, by Bentley Flores and my boy Kevin right here. But, uh, yeah, so that's that. Now, if you want to do... And and then you got to be honest with your merch game. Like, if it's... You know, if you're pushing a weird product or a a niche product, you got to understand that not too many people are going to want to buy it. You know what I mean? Who would buy a Walmart shirt? You know, Walmart is probably one of the biggest fucking corporations in the world, but are you going to walk around with a Walmart t-shirt? No. No. You know what I mean? Uh, So that's my point with merch. Now, with branding, a friend of mine a long time ago, uh, Nasty Neat, Mm -hmm. D3's other half, shout out, told me one time, this is back in the music, he said everybody's got one good idea. And I believe that. I think everybody has one good idea, you know? And a lot of times, because this is the hustle and because we're run by social media and you're always on social media and you see everybody doing this shit, it's easy for you to feel like, oh, fuck, I got this idea. Let me put this on shirts and push it. Okay, that's that's fine. 
but you got to understand everything that comes with it. Like it's, you know, you can have a bullshit design, but as long as you're really out there pushing it, it's going to catch on somehow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Eventually you have to get to a point where it's like, okay, I need something more dope. Or I need to continue putting more shit out. But if you have one thing that'll work, but you got to make sure you're pushing it on all aspects. You know, like I told everybody time and time again, 2015 was my biggest year. I had no sleep. I was working seven days a week, 16 hour days. And I was still going out at night to boondocks, to parties, to events, to pop-ups, to breweries. I was trying to get this shit in everybody's face. And I think people don't realize that. And a lot of times people are, are, are less willing to sacrifice sleep or money or time to make things like this happen. I missed birth kids' birthdays. You know, I missed... I haven't celebrated my birthday in I don't know when, you know. Um, I missed out on games. I missed out on a lot of shit. Practices. I missed out on just laying the kids to sleep at night. Missed out on life shit. I missed out on a lot of life shit, but I always knew this was why. And I always knew that if this gets where it needs to be, then, you know, I can try to make up in some way. And obviously, you can never make up time, but I'm always there. I do come home. Yeah, yeah, It's just I'm sacrificing a lot of time. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. Well, this is what it calls for, you know. Uh, the hustling game don't give a fuck about what I'm doing in the daytime. I could I could be a, a world-class engineer making, you know, big money. But when I come out here at night, if I don't have something dope behind me, y'all don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, y'all don't give a fuck if I have 401k and a, and benefits and, and I got a retirement plan. Because that's not what matters here. You know what I mean? So, you got to be prepared to make sacrifices. Now, I'm not saying you got to sacrifice everything you do in the daytime, but you're going to have to make some sort of sacrifices. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? And I've been blessed to be able to hold down both. It's a balance. Know, the daytime and the di- and the nighttime. It's a balance. It's burning the candle at both ends, but yeah. I'm fine. I'm, I'm built for it. I'm, I'm making it. And, and, and uh, the city's been fucking with it for so long and, for, and so heavily that I don't have to work as hard anymore. You know, chances are you still see it whether I'm out or not. Fuck know? yeah. So that's a blessing. Houston, thank you for fucking with me. But anybody wanting to come up, just make sure. Shout out to H-Town Sportsman. He's got some dope shit. Check him out. I bought a couple things from him already. Shout out to Sida. Shout out to everybody joining the, the, the video. Shout out to Boys in the Bar for having me. Another thing I would say before we end this thing is um, one thing I had noticed this man is very good at is... is uh, advertising on social media <laughs> this man uses every single source he possibly can to get himself out there so i will say if you're trying to do something something i even for myself on the podcast use every tool you possibly have out there man it's meant to help you and if used properly it will work so i will say that i'll give that to the man he is great at it i've never seen <laughs> Uh, I remember the reason I laugh at this because every time I remember I was fucked up, dude. I'll just be honest. I was it was about three in the morning 
and I don't know, I was just scrolling, and you had just posted like one minute ago. Yeah. I was like, how the fuck is this dude still <laughs> up and promoting? And I was hey. like, I gotta give it to him, dude. And you like, it was still active. You get uh, what I mean? I, and- I, I like I said. <laughs> I think one of the sa- so I think my sacrifice. I was also told by someone one time that, uh, and I know he meant it in a positive way, and I took it in a positive way. I was told, man, hey, you can't clock out and come. You can't just clock out and come get into the the culture, you know. And I understood where he was coming from. I know he didn't mean it in a negative way, mm-hmm. but I didn't think that I was clock. I'm always a part of the culture. Yeah. I just my sacrifice was keeping my day job. Um. So I think my sacrifice is time, sleep specifically. Thank God I don't require much sleep. Well, are you? you look like a like a four hour man, five hours. I, I can do mm. four hours. I'm good. I can do Fuck. less. Yeah. You Kevin? <laughs> six. You're six, six hour. Yeah. Give me a thirty minute nap and I'm ready to get Fuck back. Fuck no, dude. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a full 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 potential. I could pull out a uh, pull seven, seven. But other than that, I need my my. No, fuck that. I'm not even gonna lie. To function fully, I need my eight hours. Nah, I can fully. To fun- function half, seventy five percent or less, six or le- I'm fucked. No, five, five. <laughs> I See, five. I don't need none of that, man. I come like I said. I, <laughs> there was times where when I was in 2015, I was working at MD Anderson. I'd have to be there at five in the morning. Which means I'd have to be up about three-ish, uh, three thirty-four to get to work over there. Yeah. So I'd be out, you know. Shout out to Agbad. He would always invite me to Boondocks for blackout. <laughs> I'd be out there until about two. Come home, maybe. Uh, uh, I mean, I'd shower. <laughs> maybe get a couple of hours. After. Couple, you know, few minutes, and I'd be up, heading back over there. There was one time I remember one night going out and leaving wherever I was and actually pulling up to the job site and I had my clothes laid out and I remember like fuck it I'm gonna just lay in my car and then here came uh, my co-worker knocking on my window like, come on let's go so, fuck it let's go I'll sleep when I can you know yeah. what I mean Yeah. and that's my sacrifice is to sleep like I think people don't realize all the fucking work that goes into it What's up, back bad? Yeah. I think people don't realize all the fucking money, all the fucking... It's a full-time job after your full-time job to really make this shit happen. But it all goes back to how bad do you want it? Do you just want to put out a shirt? Do you really just want to just drop a couple things? Yeah. Or do you want to make a movement? Do, are you trying to make a staple? You know what I mean? I don't do graphics. I don't know Photoshop. I got to pay for that, you know? I got to pay for a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? And then and really put the work into it and then hopefully you guys like it and buy it and fuck with it because every shirt purchase helps me continue doing this shit that I love to try to put on for you guys and uh it's 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 a lot of fucking work. A lot. It ain't easy. I know people feel like it's easy because it's like, bam, I got this badass one color design. Let me go get it ordered. It's going to be a hundred bucks and let me try to move it. But that's just the fucking start. That's the very start. You know what I mean? But it's fun. It's fun. And it's a lot of, it's rewarding. And it's it's just fun. If you want to stick it out. There you go. Yeah, man. 
Cool. I appreciate that, Oscar, for that advice. Everybody now knows. I actually want to give this moment for you to uh, tell everybody where they can find you, man. If you want to let people know about some up-and-coming projects, you could also do that. This is your moment. Take it away. Appreciate that. So, again, the brand, if you don't know, is Heavy Metal Racket. HeavyMetalRacket.com. HeavyMetalRacket at gmail.com. Instagram is Heavy Metal Racket. Facebook is Heavy Metal Racket. Twitter is Heavy Metal HTX. Uh, I got some things coming for June 27th. Uh, a hat and a shirt dropping. Uh, this weekend, shout out to Kicks and Cuts. Uh, Kicks and Cuts 6. I'll be in Corpus Christi doing a, a pop-up shop. Uh, I got two, uh, for legal purposes, I ain't saying no names. I got two Cumbias shirts that are dropping. Uh, they're not using anybody's name or anybody's uh, image, yeah. but uh, I'm doing two drops for the Queen of Cumbias, uh, for the Queen of Tejano. So yeah, I got uh, those two going going out. I got this here, Trilla Mall. Shout out to my dude Bone, who's been uh, very supportive uh, through this journey. Shout out to Ralph G. Shout out to. Uh, act bad. I see you showing love. Uh, that boy, I said, What's up? You heard me said, What's good? So, I got this Trillin Mall design coming. Uh, I'll be working on that after I get to uh, Corpus. This is, I think, I'm gonna throw up some pre order links for a bunch. There's been a bunch of people asking uh, to be able to get them, but I think I'm gonna drop it first and exclusively at the Sneaker Summit, which I will be a part of uh, on July 24th. July 24th. I would have helped you, bro. It's a Sunday. And, I know you and were It's on my phone, so I can't check my... Anybody got a calendar? I want to say it's July 24th uh, or 27th. I want to say the 24th, though. We're going to go with the 24th. July 24th. Uh, I'll be at Sneaker Summit. Okay, it's not the 24th. <laughs> it's a Tuesday. It's the 20... Shit, I don't know. Check my page. <laughs> check Sneaker Summit's page. Uh, I got a lot of shit going on right now at the moment. So, yeah. Uh, check my page. Check Sneaker Summit's page. It's the next... Okay. Thank you. Missy's July 22nd. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaker Summit, July 22nd. I'll be there. I got a booth. It's my first time coming through the Sneaker Summit. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm prepped. I need you to come check out my setup. My setup is pretty dope if I do say so myself. Uh, so, I'll be dropping this one there. Uh, I got the tongue design which is also on my page check out the, the instagram page check out the website heavymetalracket.com um i got a bunch of shit that i'm working on uh got a bunch of hats got a bunch of designs i'm ready to drop and again i want to say shout out to bone for coming through on that and yeah heavy metal racket check me out i'm not too hard to find hit me up Thank you for joining us, Oscar. I appreciate it, man. Y'all make sure to listen to Boys on the Barrio on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and any other podcast platform. I don't know, Chris. Y'all support this man, not because I told you so, but because you know the product is dope. That's what it is, man. And we're going to end it with that. Peace.